How's it going, Shaq? Uh, it's going all right. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm I'm a, I'm appreciative of whoever it was that came up with Duck Duck Goose. Okay, so I guess we'll start there. Yeah. Why <laughs> were you playing Duck Duck Goose recently? I was. Uh, my my son asked me. Like, what's the purpose of uh, games besides, like, <laughs> <laughs> I told you, that kid weird as shit, yo. <laughs> he was like, I don't get it. He's like, it's just fun. I'm like, yeah, like, you play, you do activities. I don't get that dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> I swear God is playing a prank on me with this boy. <laughs> but he's like, all right. So, like, um, so he was like, so like Duck Duck Goose, he's like, I get like, he, cause he's like, cause I, I think I said like the first set of games that he kept listening, I was like, you learn teamwork and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so how about Duck Duck Goose? You don't learn teamwork there. And I like really like, I became in awe the more I thought it through mm-hmm. of how dope it is as an activity if you're an adult in charge. Cause like every other game that we mentioned if it's a physical activity, you need a ton of space mm-hmm. and you have to accept the fact that like to watch over these kids is going to be a level of chaos throughout like a huge space. Right. Duck, duck, goose is controlled chaos. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much just a circle. Everyone's yelling, but they're all sitting down except for two kids. Right. Um, if there's an argument about who won, you got 30 witnesses, everyone in the circle. <laughs> right. You know, what I mean? it's like brilliant. I was like, yeah, that's freaking dope. Um, if you have a group that's too big, just start a second circle, put them next to each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, like it's, it solves so many like, uh, problems. Uh, if you're like watching over the kids, they're all in the same place. So you, they're confined. Right. But they don't realize that they're confining themselves. Like you tell the kids, yo, you got to run in the circle. You got to run around the circle. Right. So the get to the empty spot. Uh-huh. So like the kids unintentionally are keeping themselves. Right. In one place. Okay. So like everything I thought of, like, it sounds like a fun thing, but it's just a way of like keeping kids in control and burning energy before like we move on to the next activity for the day. Right. See, yeah. I just I was just like blown away that like somebody thought this through as like a game for kids. Well, I wonder if they thought it through to the extent that you did. Yeah. Or if they were just like, I gotta do something with these damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> like it's raining outside. Uh they've just eaten lunch. Um right. sugar is kicking in. How do I get them to burn this off while not breaking everything? in this small space that we're confined to. Yeah. Um, so did that take care of your son's question about the teamwork? Uh, a little bit. Cause then I had to come up with other stuff. I was like, uh, uh, duck, duck goose, uh, teaches you like game theory. And, mm. um, it shows you that, uh, like more, there's more that meets the eye the, to the eye to a competitor. Mm-hmm. You might see someone assume the matchup. Like there's always an assumption of like, oh, the fast person is going to win the matchup, right. and most times they do. But there's a strategical aspect of leveraging which direction the person goes in mm-hmm. um, that you can like leverage uh, to get a victory. There's like psychological aspects of it. So it's like <laughs> that applies to real life, you know? Okay. Did this he buy it? About on the way to school every day. Like shit like this comes up. Why did time. why did he ask about games? He uh because he's been trying to watch football with me. Okay. Like, uh, he's never shown any interest in sports. Mm-hmm. Then the last week he's watched like four games with me. Mm-hmm. Like he's like on his own, like uh, well, he sat down mm-hmm. and he like showed an interest and he's trying to break down the logic of it. Mm-hmm. Um, up until this point, he's cheered for the Giants, but only because he knows it makes me happy. Like he's never sat and watched a game. Right. He doesn't know how the game works. But over the last like f- uh, two weeks, he's learned 
how football works, mm-hmm. like the basics, and he's trying to figure it out. Um, so yeah, I think, like, I think he's trying to bond with you, with me, okay, a. And I think he's trying to figure out because he knows, like, I played sports in high school mm-hmm. and growing up. Mm-hmm. So I think he's trying to find like a game that makes sense for him mm-hmm. that he could play. Because I told him I was like, "Y'all value that." And um, growing up, I've told him that I don't care what it is. I do want them to do something competitive in high school. I said they could pick, right? But I want them to start like make. But I, I want them to make a choice. Like it could be, you know, table tennis. It could be. Uh, debate team, mm-hmm. but I need them to do something after school that has like consequences, like win and loss. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> what um, had you considered that maybe he was doing it because he's trying to find a friend group? No, not at all. That maybe there there are people at school that maybe it would make his life. I don't want to say easier, but that maybe there's something to him knowing something about sports that may ease his way through school right now. I'll pick his brain about it. I, admittedly, I don't know. He hasn't brought it up, and he's pretty good about, like, he's very direct. Like, if he's feeling something, he's mm-hmm. like, yo, this is why I'm doing it. Right. Um, I know, like, because related to the friend group, he's, uh, he's like, he spent – a time kind of re-remembering uh, Pokemon stuff. Because mm-hmm. apparently, like, the crew he runs with, they play Pokemon cards. And he used to do that when he was way younger, kind of mm-hmm. letting go the last couple years. And, like, I noticed him, like, doing refresher courses of, like, YouTube videos right. on how the game works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see that being a thing because I know, like, gym class is, like, death more competitive. I know this is when kids get into sports. So, admittedly, I didn't think of that. I just got into, like, my whole... Uh, spiel. <laughs> he, wants, uh, <laughs> he wants to bond with me. <laughs> uh, I got hype. I'm like, yo, finally. I've been trying to watch football with somebody in this house. <laughs> oh, have you tried your daughter? <laughs> no, she uh she she's not as big of my wife is the one that watches the most football with me. Okay. But uh the kids have not been on board yet. Mm-hmm. But I because I I I always watched baseball with dad growing up. Mm-hmm. So I was cool with him not digging the other sports. He ain't grow up with them. Right. Right. But I had a sport that I watched with them, and it's something we did. Mm-hmm. So I wanted that. I didn't care which one of them, but we ain't have it. I, I, I watch all the sports. Okay. Let them click with the kids. So I was hyped. So now that brings me to the competitive nature thing. Mm-hmm. Why do you want them to compete? Why, why do you want their after school or extracurricular thing to have a competitive bend to it? I think that's how life works. Uh huh. So I feel like you should. I don't think everything they do after school should be that, but uh-huh. I think one of the things they do after school should be that. I think that uh, if you want to do something really well, you should learn how to do it against other people that are trying to do it well. And I don't think school does that. I think school creates that idea but you definitely have a portion of people that are in class that are like i'm here because i have to be or i'm doing the bare minimum to get through whereas usually the impression i got from like uh high school forward in particular if you're in like a football team Mm -hmm. everybody there wants to play football so you're playing against people that all want to succeed at this thing and i think that when you find the thing you love in life you're competing against all those people, the people that actually actively want to do well at the craft that you chose. Right. So I feel like it's important to understand that. Um, I also think it's the first time you really learn how to lose. And I think most of life is actually losing and redoing. So, so I want them to like lose on occasion and know what that's like. Know that you are be okay. Right. Rebuild yourself and try again. Whereas most kids, I think, lose initially and then they're like oh i just don't do that no more hmm i i i i would present um the fact uh counter to that i think that there is actually a good deal of competition like already in school um outside of like the you know joining a team or anything like that even if you are yeah even if you are in a 
class where there are people who are like, I'm just doing this because I have to. Yeah. There are always people who are tr- who are not, who are like trying to be like, you know, grade A. Yeah. Like I, I think that is always there. Um and even outside of like team stuff, I yeah. think that's always there. I think losing is a constant. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> think you have to, you know what I mean? Like, I have definitely felt all of those things in my time in high school. And I was at no point on a competitive team thing. I was on drill team. We were all supposed okay. to be working together. And I still felt all of those things. Okay. Yeah. I think they're going to come across it. I'm not saying to not, you know what I mean? I'm not saying don't demand that they're on a team. Parents have to force the kids to do something. That's just how that's going to be. My mother forced (laughs) me to be in an orchestra that I did not want to be in. Um, uh, Not my school orchestra. I enjoyed my school orchestra. It was another orchestra. uh, Oh, that's She was just like, oh, you got to, you have to do that. And I'm like, I mean, I guess you, you know what I mean? I don't have a choice. Um, I was not happy. She did not care. So, (laughs) so you have to, you, you have to do that. Right. I think that is something you have to do, but, uh, I, I would, I, I would dare say that don't count out the competition, especially because I feel like, uh, your kids are extremely bright, uh, and extremely inquisitive in an almost combative way. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, yeah, you would, you absolutely <laughs> would. Um, so they're going to already be marked as kids who are pushing it, trying to get to the top already okay. that they're already going to be labeled as they are always trying to win. Um, and just wanting to understand something, Others will be like, oh, you trying to you trying to understand everything. And that <laughs> is wild, but that is a thing. So yeah, I think you'll already you'll already have that with them. They'll already uh experience it. I'm just saying don't rule out like some of the things that they will end up being interested in. Don't rule yeah. out the competitive nature. Also, you have a daughter. She's going to be competing with perhaps her very best friend. Hell yeah. For, you no, know, not hell yeah. <laughs> the competitive nature between young women yeah. is like nothing you've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> it is, it is cutthroat. And this could be your absolute best friend. And you just understand that, yes, um, okay, there was this limited series that came out on HBO recently, White Lotus. Okay. Okay. Um, and it seemed to be about a bunch of people who were well off enough to go to some resort in Hawaii and their various rich people problem. And so one was a family and uh, that took a family trip. And, uh, you know, it's a mom and a dad, uh, their son and their daughter. Their daughter is college age and brought her best friend with them on the trip. And they seem to be equals. They're both extremely mean in the same 19 year old cut you to the core kind of way <laughs> okay. uh, where everyone who encountered them walk away just like clutching their chest like oh my god <laughs> so that already is what teenage girls can do to right. the world at large but then to each other one the one who was the guest on the trip not the daughter Um, was talking to a guy who seemed interested, but she had to sneak out because uh, to see him because she knew that if her friend, the daughter saw that there was a guy interested, that she would jump in and take that dude. And they are best friends. And that is what you know about your best friends. That it's a constant competition. And you just know that about each other and you still Try, you know, you know everything about each other. You're close in a, uh, in that teenage girl way, but then you also know the ways that they hate you and the ways that you hate them and how they move and how to try and do. But 
bruh. It, there's a reason there are so many movies about teenage girls. <laughs> yeah. So you got a friend like that, Sha? Oh. You got a friend that like you came up with, like, yo, y'all yeah. was sparring, buddy. Yo, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, a few of them. Not just in high school, like beyond, like in your twenties. Oh, in your twenties, that's the worst because then you're also driving. <laughs> <laughs> you're drinking you're driving you're going on dates and you're competing with a girl who's supposed to be your best friend okay okay and and the friendships can happen like summer camp they can be extremely intense for like six months right you know like it's it, competition is wild all i'm saying is your kids are going to feel it whether or not whether or not they're playing basketball so and i know that's a thing that you want to encourage in them but i i also want you to just like keep an eye on like where it might be happening where you're not expecting to yeah. see it because like my son got that in him he just doesn't apply it in sports right so like uh like he has no he he can't comprehend that like for example you and i do a podcast together or that i teach storytelling like that boggles his mind. He's like, you're supposed to be destroying people. Like, like when I play like Dave Chappelle, he gets angry. Why? Because he's like, you're supposed to be trying to get better than him. Why are you giving him streams? Oh, because you have to study what people, uh, the, you've got to study the person right. you're trying to destroy. Right. Oh, that's my, that's my argument. Yeah. But he's like, he's anti and he don't want, he don't like collabing. Like he's like like he, he like he doesn't like that I do shows with other comics. Like okay, he's a, like yeah, he's you need to, Okay, you gotta put him in a game then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely. Yeah, you gonna have to put him in something. He's gonna have to figure to that out. It. Yeah, I want him to channel it. Like, yo, go yeah. out there. Cause yeah, so, well, he but he still needs to figure out how to do it with others, or else. Yeah, it's <laughs> you can't be just real. be out here like only me, cause that's dangerous. Uh, pretty cool uh, though yeah i mean that's good that's good I mean, like i feel like he could be like like this sports where i could leverage that like you can play golf by yourself <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah you but be, you still yeah. gotta have a caddy <laughs> you still gotta have someone with you it's not he, you know it's not all lone wolf shit right okay that is funny about the game thing though like what's the point of games Yo, like that's how he started today. That was the first question out of his that's mouth. So funny. Like that was in him, and it was irking him. He's like, I don't get the purpose of this stuff sometimes. Uh, and I mean, part of me as a, um, I, I, you know, I splash in the waters of um, anti, anti-social. <laughs> no, really? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I get it. I get it. I definitely, you know, have been like, I mean, why do I have to know those people? <laughs> As a child, I've definitely said that and had my dad go, oh, Lord. <laughs> so I understand. I understand, young prince. I get it. I get it. But at some point, you'll come across somebody who you like. <laughs> there we go <laughs> let's That's, get into the news shot yeah yeah <laughs> uh a uh second hiv patient may have been cured of infection without stem cell treatment in an extremely rare case uh researchers say they have found the second patient whose body seemingly had rid itself of the human immunodeficiency virus hiv that causes aids supporting hope that it may be possible someday to find a way to cure more people of the virus the patient has received no regular treatment for her infection but is a rare elite controller of the virus who eight years after she was first diagnosed shows no signs of active infection and shows no signs of intact virus in her body uh this has only been reported once before uh, the 30-year-old woman in the new study is the on, is only the second patient who has been described as achieving this uh, sterilizing cure without the help from stem cell transpl transplantation of uh, or other treatments. Uh, the other patient who has been described as achieving this was a 67-year-old woman named Lorene Willenberg. Wow. Yo, we out here, yo, making changes. Uh uh, well, I mean, we aren't doing anything. Their bodies are. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we just read about it. But her body did all of that. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Straight I mean, up. I wonder what she's eating. 
<laughs> like what's the what's I want I did, in Argentina. Yeah, what's the what's the secret? I wonder how. Well, it's fire. I got hype. Uh, uh colleagues analyzed blood samples collected from her between 2017 and 2020. She had a baby in March of 2020, allowing scientists to also collect uh placent- placental tissue. Uh, the uh, patient was first diagnosed with HIV in March of 2013. She started no um, antiretroviral treatment until 2019 when she became pregnant and began treatment with the drug tenofovir uh, um, and two others that I will struggle even more to pronounce. Oh, yeah. No, uh, those are – I don't know what those are, those yeah. words. <laughs> but three of those for six months during her second and third trimesters. After delivering a healthy HIV-negative baby, she stopped the therapy. Uh, analysis of her of billions of cells in her blood and tissues uh, samples showed that she had been infected with HIV before. But during the analysis, the research found no intact virus that was capable of replicating. All they could find were seven defective provirus, a form of a virus that is integrated into the genetic material of a host cell as part of the replication cycle. Okay. Uh, you can stop reading there because yeah, that got I, don't know. For me. I don't know much. I don't know science, but Holla. that is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We are here. <laughs> we have nothing to do with this. They are out uh, cor- again. Correction: They are out there. <laughs> we are we are in here reading about it. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna just put this out there. She probably a Scorpio. Just put it out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I believe, yeah. Okay. All right. No, oh, we have so much work to do with you. <laughs> In other news, <laughs> uh, U.S. says it won't tolerate Russia's reckless and dangerous anti-satellite missile tests. Uh, the U.S. strongly condemned the Russian anti-satellite tests on Monday that forced crew members on the International Space Station to scramble into their spacecraft for safety, calling it a reckless and dangerous act and saying it won't tolerate behavior that puts international interests at risk. U.S. Space Command said Russia tested a direct ascent anti-satellite or DAASAT missile striking a Russian satellite and creating a debris field in low Earth orbit of more than 1,500 pieces of trackable orbitable debris that is also likely to generate hundreds of thousands of pieces of smaller orbital debris. Uh, I felt like a real cat in the hat kind of rhymed there. Um, (laughs) I was was getting through it. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. Okay. I'm just trying to understand what happened. So the Russians tossed a missile up there that hit something else that made a bunch of trash, and some of that trash came by the International Space Station. Yeah. So, so Russia's just just being Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Okay. Yeah. Like, because when I'm reading, so I'm reading this, right? I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I agree. Like, yeah, we should value like people's safety. Um, but this feels like when you yell at somebody for throwing out like a cup. Of like, like, like they throwing out garbage out the window of their car, right? Like you're not supposed to do that, but also I'm not gonna confront you because I don't know what your life like if you're willing to do that on these streets, right? You know, like space is like the streets. You know what I mean? You nobody own that shit. It's just out there, B. Okay. You know okay, I mean? I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. You know, so nobody like, owns that. Yeah. Nobody owns that shit. It's just out there. So you're right. We shouldn't do that. I don't know how space works, but I'm willing to vet there's an environment too, you know, that you want to keep unpolluted. But in the meantime, I ain't going to approach this random car that's throwing out garbage out the window because I don't know if that do packing. Russia gives me that kind of energy. Right. And so what this basically is, is the U.S. officials are, (laughs) um, this is the equivalent of like tweeting that they didn't like, that Russia shouldn't have done (laughs) that, basically. So, you know. I mean, Russia is. I mean, I don't look. There are plenty of lovely people in Russia from <laughs> Russia, but I feel like the people in charge of like the the space stuff, yeah, and, and government stuff, uh, a little thuggy, a little thuggy. <laughs> I'm so, pro Russians. They uh they got me through uh, freshman year calculus. 
Okay, so, so you uh, you know a couple of Russians that did I definitely this yeah yeah okay. I might it might be these Russians actually. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not, I don't mean to speak out of turn, but I am a dumb American, and so I will say about Russia, yeah, of course they sent a missile up that fucking buzz the international space station you know what i mean <laughs> it just made mess uh yeah of course there it sounds you know, like that was their goal through <laughs> i feel like uh um uh, what's his name who's the top putin, putin. right yeah was probably riding on the back of that missile <laughs> just oh, cowboy style you know and um, was just yelling as they were going through space, and I bet he'd like that. I but th- thinks that I ha- that would happen. Yeah, I bet that's I- exactly what he wants us to think. That he rode a missile, made trash, <laughs> and scared those little, <laughs> scared those so and sos over on the International Space Station. You know. <laughs> yeah, I could I could definitely see like Putin watching this happen, and like mm-hmm. he's deaf. He's deaf has a cigar when it hit. Oh yeah, you know, he's like ah, oh, that's what I, that's what's up. Man. You saw that shit blow up. Yo, yeah, he's laughing. Me. He's laughing. <laughs> this is hilarious to him. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know much of his politics. I get the impression I'm not supposed to like him, but like <laughs> I feel like at a bar he'd be kind of dope. Um, maybe. I mean, if you like talking shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. I would not because <laughs> his eyes are scary. Um, like Putin Putin looks like every guy that I place a bet on a sports game with when I'm like watching a game at Applebee's like that's the dude like he's a guy at the bar and like somebody's winning and I'm talking shit and he's got 20 that they missed the next one that's Putin to me okay see to me his face is the last face I see before I pass out because my drink tastes funny oh (laughs) no yeah (laughs) Admittedly, might be the same guy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I feel that's. I feel like that's a that's his vibe to me. So there you go, anti Putin. Yo, Russia, cut the shit, B. We can't. Yeah, stop come you. on, bro. Like you, we see you. <laughs> we know. We know. You don't have to do all that. That just feels extra. That's oh, an man. extra foul. <laughs> uh, Texas doctor suspended. Uh, for spreading misinformation about COVID-19, submits a resignation letter. Uh, The doctor who had her medical staff privileges suspended over COVID-19 misinformation on her social media pages sent a letter to Houston Methodist stating she is resigning. Uh, Dr. Mary Bowden, an ear, nose, and throat doctor, also tweeted about her resignation saying, I have broken free from Methodist and very much appreciate the flood of support I have received. Uh, Stephanie Sin, the public relations director with Houston Methodist, uh, said Bowden is not an employee anymore. On Friday, Houston Methodist announced that they had suspended Bowden's privileges after she posted harmful and dangerous misinformation about COVID-19 and his treatments on social media, according to the hospital. The doctor was a recent addition to Houston's to Houston Methodist's medical staff and used her social media to express her personal and political opinion about COVID-19 vaccine and treatments. Her privileges have been suspended. Um, Bowden's attorney, Stephen Midby, said the doctor has treated more than 2,000 patients with COVID-19 at her private practice and that none of them have ended up in the hospital. <laughs> How many of them have died? <laughs> Her early treatment methods <laughs> work and are saving lives, huh? <laughs> Except for the lives they didn't save. They're saving lives. <laughs> Give me a break. Yo, people was wild. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. All right, quit. Fine. I'm not mad at this. Go ahead. Do go. Leave yeah. the hospital. That's it. Good luck yeah. to you out there. Yeah. Good luck to anyone who's going to her private practice. <laughs> oh. You and 2,000 other people. Yeah, at least we know you will not end up in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) You may go a step beyond. Yo. Uh, Yeah, whatever, man. I'm so tired of these folks. (laughs) I am. Look, I'm so mad. I'm just, I'm annoyed with them. You know, take a stand. Like, you just, you put out this uh, misinformation 
and the hospital's like, hey, man, we can't do that. We got to suspend you. And you're like, you can't fire me. I quit. Then bitch, quit. <laughs> I don't care. Then do. Then fine. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The wording you choose is the wording you choose. You still got to go. <laughs> whatever. However you want to do this. But we can't fucks with you no more. So you got to go in some way, shape, or form. Yo. If you're if you're going to tap dance your, your way out of here and get an attorney to talk about how, you know, you're not sending folks to the hot, whatever, <laughs> however you want to do it, that's fine. Just get on. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah, it I'm, moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. No one cares. You're you done. Idiot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. In, uh, in other news, uh, Vanessa Bryant uh, must provide therapy records in a lawsuit over uh, the fatal crash photos, the judge rules. Uh, Vanessa Bryant must turn over mental health records in her lawsuit regarding leaked photos of the helicopter crash that killed her husband, basketball legend Kobe Bryant, and others. Uh, Bryant's lawsuit against uh, L.A. County claims photos of the January 2020 crash site were shared by county fire and sheriff's department employees in settings not relevant to the investigation, including in a bar. Uh, Brian has suffered and continues to suffer severe emotional distress because of the leaks, the lawsuit alleges. Uh, Magistrate Judge uh, Charles F. Uh, Eek, Eek, uh ruled Bryant and her therapist must produce documents as far back as 2017 to the lawyers for the county uh, by November 29th. We are gratified that the court has granted our motion for access to her medical records, as it is a standard request in lawsuits where the plaintiff demands millions of dollars for claims of emotional distress, said Skip Miller, partner of Miller uh, Baranda's law firm outside counsel for L.A. County. The request for therapy records is an invasion of privacy, according to uh, Brian's lawyers, um, as he stated in the paper. Um, fuck them. Word up. Like, are you serious? You don't think <laughs> you need proof that it might be troubling to Kobe Bryant's widow that your local yokels were in a bar bragging and showing pictures of the crash scene? Fuck you. Yo. Everybody's tripping. I don't have time for it. I tell you what. I don't have time for your tripping. Y'all is tripping and you know you're tripping and you're doing all this. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. We got to see proof that you were up that that might be troublesome to you. Really? Tell put yourself in her shoes. Switch the story around. Oh, and, now Now you got somebody posting pictures of someone that you love their tragic crash. Somebody posting that shit. Mm -hmm. on tiktok and you you were like well i don't believe them let me see what they said to their doctor fuck you fuck you and you got to see three years back yeah like you got to go three years well, three before years like back you just being what? nosy yeah like yeah that has nothing to do with y'all y'all okay. quit y'all quit fucking with vanessa vanessa know what she doing y'all quit but, fucking with her. you remember when she was about to leave him mm -hmm. and she waited got that shit right she waited years mm -hmm. and filed right when it would be beneficial to her, where she would get half. She low key a genius, yo. Yeah, don't fuck with Vanessa. Don't fuck with Vanessa Bryant, y'all. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> you know why I know it. not to fuck with Vanessa? Real talk, because hmm. like so many people, every Kobe story I hear from other athletes is them saying that like, yo, I'm at the peak of my profession. I've worked my whole life. And Kobe is the only guy to make me feel mentally inferior. And the only person that he viewed as an equal was Vanessa Bryant. Like, and, and actually, probably he probably thought of himself yeah, he's at some like, point yeah. as a, a little lesser, actually. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's <laughs> why, like, think about it. Like, every athlete that's, like, the top of their craft, they like, yo, Kobe different. And Kobe's like, nah, Vanessa different. <laughs> 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 I'll show you different. <laughs> y'all lucky she ain't six five. All right? Over for y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Major Museum cast fresh doubt over the authenticity of a four hundred fifty million dollar Salvatore Mundi. Uh, hmm. The Salvatore Mundi, which sold for four hundred fifty 
million dollars at Christie's auction house was fully authentic as a fully authenticated Leonardo da Vinci has been downgraded by curators at the Prado National Museum in Madrid, Spain. It was bought in November uh, 2017 by uh, Saudi culture minister, Prince uh, Badir bin um, Abdullah, apparently from for the uh, Lavore Abdul Dhabi. Uh, what? Down- no, what? None of that makes sense to me. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Oh, it's been downgraded. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> I, I was crazy. I like that. I mispronounced it. I was in the zone. I was like, y'all I- in the pocket. Yeah, you you were you were near the pocket, but I, I, I for some reason my brain just did a thing and it just vit, vit, but now I'm back. This painting that sold for 450 million, 450 million was yeah. downgraded by curators. Yeah, um, they initially called it an uh, an authentic Da Vinci, um, but uh, after looking it over, they're like kind of referring to it more as like a a work done by the people that worked with him. Oh. So like his like his sidekick. Yeah, like the crew. Like yo, my like man. The crew. Yeah, I'm gonna let the crew to have this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna set up a I'm gonna set up a canvas. I'm gonna let the crew <laughs> I'm gonna let my boys do one right quick. <laughs> I've been paying too much. I'm gonna let y'all handle this. Now, yeah, man. y'all this got is this like, right. Y'all watch me enough to know what to do, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Memphis Bleak gets to paint sometimes too. Yeah, okay? that's true. Come on. Let my man rock. Kristen oh, Neef is out here handling oh these Mona Why not? Freeway, his brush. Do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, Prado's decision uh, represents the uh, most critical response from a leading museum uh, since the Christie sale. Uh, Prado's verdict is recorded in the exhibition catalogs index, which has one of the listings. Uh, which has one list of paintings by Leonardo and another by attributed works workshopped or authorized and supervised by Leonardo. So, so he got this so guy like, listed under the latter. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Well, I mean, you know, who knows what they were doing back in the day? He couldn't have done all of them. You know what I mean? He's busy. <laughs> you know, he got to pose for pictures, I guess, or I don't know. Whatever it was they were doing. They do fighting people in the sewers. He's busy, yo. Yeah, he's busy. He's very busy. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you got to set up a little crew. That's it, B. You farm it out, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Good job, Leo. I ain't mad at you, man. <laughs> And, you know, I'm sorry that they didn't come up with a way of labeling it so that you wouldn't pay. And look, paying <laughs> maybe maybe we should just stop paying four hundred and fifty million dollars for art. Mm. Like maybe maybe we could do that. Like maybe we can cut that down a little bit because an idea. like uh, the art world, the wealth in the art world is redonkulous. And perhaps we could spread that out a little bit and not drop <laughs> like who had that doesn't even make that doesn't even feel real yeah now, how do you pay that in small bills 450 million dollars <laughs> for, for a little itty bitty painting how do you do that yeah that doesn't even that doesn't make sense if i can't do it in rolls of quarters i can't i can't do it <laughs> yeah i think i'm playing i'm i'm I, every 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 like week or so mm-hmm. once once a week i get this idea of like starting a fake like painter persona and like not telling anybody for like 20 years and just revealing it's me one day years later, but I'm gonna just like do like shitty art on purpose mm-hmm. and like start selling NFTs, you know? Oh yeah. Don't do that. It's going to be crazy. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would say that's a wild idea, except I guarantee you at the, there are at least Two million people doing that right now, <laughs> right now. That I, I'm convinced, like Jay Z's painting shit every now and then, just to fuck with people, and he don't you know tell what? nobody is him. I absolutely can see him in like a dungeon, just like two basements below whatever their house looks like, right? And he yeah. goes down there. He's just like, uh, you know, I need some me time, and he goes down there and he puts on a smock that they got from Michaels. <laughs> He puts on his smock and he literally puts on a hat. Oh yeah. And then picks up an easel and then he starts painting. And then if the camera comes around so that you can see the canvas, it's just like stick figures. You know what I mean? <laughs> but and how many times it. can you paint Marcy projects? Like, we yeah, get I know. It, oh. It's all in blacks 
It's all just in black because, you know, because black. And it's like, nope, that's not a good enough. There are many colors, you know, Sean. You could use many colors. But it makes him feel good. I'm t- I, I knew as soon as he got, like, there was that, like, uh, that party he was leaving. And, and, like, dude said, yo, that's a cool pink suit. And Jay-Z corrected him. He was like, no, nah, it's mauve. I was like, oh, this dude, he, he knows his colors. You know what I mean? Was it ma- okay, see, now I'm going to look up his little pink suit to see if it truly was. You, there's like a video of him like walking and getting into his car and like the the videographer, photographer dude tries to make fun of him. He was like, yo, that's a cool pink suit, Jay. And he's like, it's mauve. Okay, you know what what's mean? very funny is I just typed in the search bar, Jay-Z pink suit, and the next one to come up was Jay-Z pink suit mauve. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see. Sally. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess that is a little... Yeah, there's enough enough purpley in it for it to be. I always say Movra, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's because I'm being extra. That's no, funny. Okay, that's a pain like, ass dude right there. Yeah, um, I'm just look. I I am going to think about Jay Z painting in a basement, and it's literally <laughs> no better than like what I would draw with like pencils and cra- You know what I mean? Just like straight up stick figure. Uh, just a little triangle for a dress. Yeah, <laughs> you know, pigtails. <laughs> like that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be the most simplistic. The house is just like a square with a a triangle on the top and a window and the like. Full on, you know. Oh. There's a a half circle that's yellow. That's the sun, and then the bottom is just green. That's the grass. Like <laughs> the most simplistic. And I want him to be down there struggling with it. Is what I want. <laughs> I want that's how I see this playing out. Nah, my I already thought my shit through, right? It's about I'm gonna do like a whole series of works about outside the box thinking. And uh-huh. it's just gonna be me painting foods, but they're gonna be organized like in a non-traditional way. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna have like like it'll be like a like a sandwich, but like mm-hmm. um like open top, you know. Okay. So like it's just gonna have like the sandwich made no like and it's gonna be like with the bread in the middle. So and an then, open face sandwich. Yeah, like an open face sandwich, you know. And I'm gonna just put like paint like stuff like that all over. And like on the bottom, I'm gonna put like cool phrases that like mean <laughs> nothing, but something will be like, "Have you thought of all the options?" You know, <laughs> shit like that. It's gonna be crazy, shot. I okay, got it in so my you're head. Gonna paint, you're going to paint food in little boxes on the side of buildings and then just write something like feed your dreams at the bottom yeah, of it? Yeah, yo, straight up. All right. What's your street name going to be? Oh, I got I got to figure this. I got a few options here, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So. All right. Let me know what you think. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got. Sausalito Chef. Okay. I said crazy. You know what I mean? It's it's got a little bit of the the boar's head, you know? Mm-hmm. I've thought of putting Sausalito the chef as a little tip to the cap to Raekwon. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Then right. I thought of doing La because I want to sound fancy and form, you know, like you know, Sausalito La Chef. Okay. You know? It's a lot uh-huh. of Sausalito options. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I also thought of going by Malta. You know, like the drink. M-A- okay. Yeah. Yeah. That works. And I could do a little accent for fanciness. Sure. Be kind of cool, right? Like Malta, you see a little accent. And then mm-hmm. little by little, I could break it down so that my symbol is just the A with the accent. That's crazy. That's crazy, Sha. <laughs> okay. Because people right. would know, like, oh, the little A with the accent, that's Malta. Uh-huh. You know, it'll be like my little trademark when I ain't got time to finish the drawing because the cops are coming. I right. just put the A with the accent, keep it moving. Uh-huh. Malta was here, you know? Right. I don't, I, you feeling so, one of the... I, I, I'm, I, I, I mean, on the actual Malta, is there an A with an accent? Yeah. Okay. I worry a little bit about copyright issues. Oh, no, no, no. Like, in the spelling of the word. Uh-huh. There's yeah. an accent, but not like oh, okay. the, the different companies. They're like Malta India, 
um, Maltagoya. So I don't got one. I'm not. I'm not biting one of them. Okay. I'm just going by the like. Malta is like the equivalent of saying like soda. Gotcha. All right. So I lean towards Malta because it is short and sweet, easy uh, to say. Okay. Done um, deal. Salsalito, V Chef, or Salsalito Chef, or La Chef is too much. It's too much. Okay, I can see that. Uh, I, you need to. It needs to be snappy because again, I'm. I don't know if you're going to be working with stencils, but you need people <laughs> to be able to say it quick. Yeah, you know? you're right. Like Banksy, two syllables, no more than two syllables. Malta is good. Sausalito is double that. It's too much time. Yes, you're right. By the time you get to the Lido, the cops have caught you. So <laughs> I lean towards Malta. Okay. Yeah. This is why you workshop these ideas, Sha. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. <laughs> Tell your son this is why he needs friends. We'll do. We'll do. To workshop these ideas so he's not out there by himself. <laughs> floundering <laughs> getting caught because he wrote some long ass name <laughs> underneath <See>? his open <laughs> face sandwich <laughs> won't be me I yeah. <laughs> nope uh-uh. you gotta be light on your feet with this if this is what you're going to do you gotta be light on your feet in every way <laughs> and the other thing I thought of like when uh when if I ever got caught and I wanted to like mix it up I could do like con leche because like people do mata con leche. Uh-huh. Right? So like that could be like the rebirth, you know, <laughs> when I come back out in the streets, I'm going to sign everything as con leche. And I don't do- confuse. You're going to, you're confusing your brand. It's too much. <laughs> Just come back out as Malta. There are Malta. no, there are no more re there are no remixes of Banksy. We just know. Okay. Oh, that's a I, Banksy. There's yeah. no Banksy, like crystal Banksy or, Diet Banksy or Banksy Zero, you know what I mean? There's none of that. Like painters don't like do like 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 Kanye or Diddy. Like they don't change their name. No, nah, I mean, like Banksy ain't gonna come out of here and be like, "Yo, I'm just ski now." No. Okay. No, Mm-mm. I don't think so. Banksy is too big now. I mean, you could do that or whatever, but not, and then like hop on. Just like, oh, I'm this now. That's no good because you're also kind of not wanting to be known. Yeah, that's fair. I like. So you I, can't. I co- you separate. can't then drop a new name. I mean, <laughs> you know, like come out with an announcement like, "Hey, guy," and then we're and then they got you. So yeah. you can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just make it sweet. I mean, like mix up the uh, the graphic for it. Yeah. Have a couple of different stencils. Um, the work that you're doing will determine like what time frame it is what's your blue period where yeah. everything in the background is blue or your movra or whatever you're doing <laughs> um you know you as you are as you are going through it you'll you'll work that out but i think just sticking with malta is probably best for now let's do it before you're you know <laughs> malta light or whatever yo <laughs> new malta paint is coming soon it's gonna be Do crazy. Not look for the don't look for these paintings, y'all. They are not coming. <laughs> it's gonna be fire. Crazy. They will be burned in a fire before they are hung up anywhere. <laughs> the Malta era taking over. That's none of that is happening. Nine anyway. nine in two thousand. <laughs> You've already missed the Malta era, everyone. <laughs> we are roughly 21, 22 years late, but <laughs> Oh man! Uh, other news: uh, R. Kelly's uh, Brooklyn cellmate penned comic of the pair's life behind bars. That's right. R. Kelly's Brooklyn cellmate, a man who was convicted of threatening to kill government officials, has created a comic book depicting the pair's life in jail together. Okay, wait. Let's just sit and marinate in that for a minute. <laughs> oh shit! What? Do you know the guy? Yo, real talk. Yo, that'd be wild if it's the same person. I'm tripping <laughs> right now. Brendan Hunt. Um, it could be the same guy. Threatened uh, officials. If yo on God, I, I, yo yo shot. I went to high school with this kid. <laughs> yo, this is crazy. Oh, I'm so happy that did work out that way. <laughs> yo. Yo, for real, this is the first kid I met at prep. Oh, wow. 
I, I remember when the story came out of him making the threats. I didn't make the connection that this is. I I just saw the comic uh, that he drawn to R. Kelly. I hadn't seen the name of the person. Uh-huh. So Brendan Hunt. When I started, when I got into high school, I think I told the story once. Like I signed up for like a. My mom put me in like a summer course before freshman year for speed reading. Mm. So I could like you know I was like yo I'm gonna be in the school. They're going to give me extra work. I want to be able to handle it, get all the tools. So she puts me in a speed reading class and I sign up. And this is the, keep in mind, up until eighth grade, I had been in school with exactly one white kid my whole life. Okay. So like I'm in all like predominantly black and Latino schools. Now I'm in this white neighborhood for schools specifically, mostly white kids. Mm-hmm. And this is the first white kid that befriends me. Like he's like, "Yo, was good." We talk, and he starts telling me about shit that I don't understand. Like I had, I had a Juno email address that I checked right. once every three months when I went to my cousin's house that had internet. Right, right. That was my internet life. Mm-hmm. I meet Brandon. The first conversation we have is about like, yo, have you tried sending someone a virus through their email oh, so God. that you could get their credit card information? This kid is 14. Oh, shit. Straight up. And I, re- I remember in my head thinking, yo, white people different. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was just him that was different. Like, it's not all white folk that's crazy like this. This right. guy was crazy. But this was the second white kid I met. And the first one I met shaved his eyebrows in sixth grade. And just showed up like nothing happened. So they had like okay. So yeah, there thing. was a yeah. yeah like I there only was, had two. There was precedent. Yeah. Yeah. Like I <laughs> just throw it out there, but like yo, it's the first two dudes I meet. Y'all little, y'all little out of pocket. The next like <laughs> thousand I met, y'all been normal. I rock with y'all for the most part. But yo, the first two, they was a bad representation. Right. So as soon as like uh, the football team started, like a month later, I realized, oh, it's just that white boy was weird. The rest of the white boys is normal. You know what I mean? I was I've been good ever since. But mm-hmm. then like uh earlier this year, the news came out that this dude made threats to like a whole bunch of political fi- uh, figures. He threatened AOC with like bomb threats and he got arrested and uh, news traveled around my high school class because right. it was a kid from prep. And I was like, oh, that's the kid I know from freshman year. Right. So I didn't know that he was also the kid drawing these R. Kelly comics. I just figured that out right now with you at, on the podcast. Oh, man, what an exclusive. Yo. What an exclusive. Straight up. <laughs> That's what Already it's wild that, but is it really <laughs> wild that someone wrote a comic book based on the being R. Kelly's roommate in jail? Do we say roommate? I guess it's probably more cellmate? like cellmate, I guess. I mean, it is just the room, but I understand. <laughs> I get it. I guess roommate uh, implies a certain level of choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess in some way, in some way. Yeah. But yeah. that already, that was wild. <laughs> Detailed comic features Hunt and Kelly meeting in a jail cell and follows their day-to-day activities as they do yoga, listen to music, work out, and get buffed together. I'm the greatest mm. R&B star in human history. How can you not know of R. Kelly? The disgrace, the disgrace singer asks Hunt in the comics' first slides after Hunt reveals he hasn't heard any of his biggest hits. Um, from there, the duo in the comic book become unlikely friends, a scenario that was slightly based off their real-life friendship. Okay. <laughs> R. Kelly's referring to himself in the third person. Uh, you don't believe it? I that's believe absolutely that. true yeah <laughs> yeah that's absolutely true oh man i love that this and this was uh the comics were filed to the judge uh, by hunt's lawyers to show their clients creative ambitions and mm-hmm. to comment on the lasting friendship he made with some of the most likely uh characters okay so why um like why why are we even why do we know about this um, I, I think he's trying to get uh, probation, so he was like submitting uh, stuff that shows his uh, state of mind and all that. Okay. And this was part of the work he created while he was in jail. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that we have some further background into how his brain works from you, thank you very much. <laughs> no doubt. I say leave him in there a little bit longer. Let him I... marinate a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, but if I had not known that, I would say 
Yeah, go on and let him out. Let him publish this thing. Now, nah, <laughs> the know big what? difference is 14. Yeah. Now that we know that, uh, War Report listeners, now that you have the inside scoop, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I feel like we can agree. Let's go on leave him in there with Aura. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's leave old comic Yo. book McGee and the Pied Piper in there together. <laughs> oh, man. Go figure. Look at that. That's so funny. Yo, that like legit blew my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, we heard we heard your mind cracking. We literally, when you play this back, listen closely and you can hear parts of his skull separating. <laughs> Gastor's brain going, what, what, what? Over and over. Yo, and Definitely. Thing, this guy, this article got submitted to me by my homeboy Bishop, who also uh, went to school with us. And I don't think he realizes that we know this. That it was. Yeah, he just sent me the article. He's like, yo, this R. Kelly shit kind of funny, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just looked at the comic. I was like, yeah, that's kind of dope. And I kept it moving until today. Like, I was like, oh, all right, I'll talk about that on the show. I put it on the list, kept it moving. Yo, Brendan Hunt, man, look at that. This is why you got to keep in touch with people on Facebook. You know know? what? Maybe, maybe not. I feel like like discovering it through an article on Complex might be the best way. I think. Might be the best way. Oh, man. Uh, Finally, uh, the rock band brass against front woman peas on fans' face during a live concert. Wait, hold on. What? Please stop. Just a second. I just want to... Hold on. I'm just loading this up because I. Okay. There's. Wait. What's the name of the band? The band is named Brass Against. Yeah. Brass Against. And the front woman peed on a fan's face during a live concert. And the fellow seemed to be into it. Yeah, for sure. Did you see the videos of this when it was trending? I did see. Uh, the beginnings of it, I didn't realize there was, I didn't exactly know what was going on because I was just like, okay. <laughs> I, just, I think I just closed my full laptop and threw it out the window. <laughs> like, I don't have time for this. Oh, I no. can't handle it. <laughs> I, I rea- but, the last time I reacted the same way to this video was Two Girls, One Cup. Where, like, very, very quickly I knew I don't want to see this. Right. And then I tried scrolling away. And it just kept popping up. Yeah, like, when (laughs) I, like... The video kept traveling. (laughs) Yo, because, like, I scrolled off, but, like, I realized on Twitter when you do that, it still, like, stays in your timeline. Right. So, like, I had to... So I'm still hearing the audio. So (laughs) I had to, like, scroll back to, like... Pause it, Stop and it. I was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm, I hope it's over." And like, it was more <laughs> happening I hope than before. Because <laughs> like, how long can you pee? Yo, she was peeing a lot, yo. So like, <laughs> I remember that with two girls one cup. I was like, "All right, they got to be done with what they're doing." And I scrolled back, and no, they were still doing it. It was, it just escalated. yeah, they were still doing it. Oh my um, god, the rock band's lead okay. singer got a little too hardcore during a live show, pulling down her pants and taking a major leak on a dude's face who seemed to be all about it. The wild incident went down uh, Thursday night during the Welcome to Rockville Festival at the Daytona International Speedway. No one's surprised by that. Where Brass Against performed to a ton of fanfare and eventually to a ton of grossed-out spectators who witnessed uh, this unsanitary scene. Uh, the front woman, Sophia Eurista, was rocking out during her set. <laughs> her last name is Eurista. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, oh man. Lord. When she and the band apparently invited a guy in the front row to come on up and receive a golden shower, to which he happily obliged. Mm. Unclear exactly if he knew what he was in for, but he she seemed... said golden shower. Yeah, I think that's a hit, brother. Oh <laughs> man, but he seemed more than willing to lie down on stage with a can mounted on his forehead and let uh Eurista do her thing. That thing, as it turned out, was to whiz all over his head and body, and it was captured in graphic detail from folks who were no more than 15 to 20 feet away. 
Uh, she unbuttoned her pants, pulled down her panties, and then got in a squat position and hovered. Um, she let it rip for a good 10 seconds or so. Uh, the downpour of urine absolutely buried the man's face, and he even spit some out, which came shooting up, looking like a spray of water. All I right, love that's TMZ. enough. That's we got it. She peed a lot on this motherfucker's face, <laughs> and there is video. And if you want to see it, prepare yourself because yeah. she's wearing pants, so she also has to squat. In a, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, yes. I mean, I'm not trying to. Yuck your yum. One, so two, if you are three, into four, water sports, five, six. I'm 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 counting? sorry. I'm counting because uh TMZ is amazing, right? There's seven paragraphs in this article. <laughs> five of them. <laughs> Yo, there's seven paragraphs in this article, shop. Five of them are describing the stream of pee. Not the internet. <laughs> Not even the incident itself for like what happened before and after. You need to really understand how bad this pee situation was. Let me give it. <laughs> okay, TMZ I want, is different. Wait, did you read the apology? No, I didn't even get to that. I was just like blown away by pee descriptions. Okay, I'm gonna read the apology. <laughs> <clears throat> Brass Against has since apologized for the stunt on behalf of Eurista too. It seems <laughs> taking the Twitter to write quote. We had a great time last night at Welcome to Rockville. <laughs> Sophia got carried away. That's not something the rest of us expected, and it's not something you'll see again at our shows. Thanks again for bringing it last night, Daytona. <laughs> End quote. Yo, respect. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I go front. I'm, I'm kind of a fan right now, Brass again. <laughs> the audacity right there. Yo. Our bad. We didn't know that bitch was going to do that. But it was fun, right? You won't see it again. Thanks, Daytona. Yo, how they made, like, a freaking attack sound like an exclusive? <laughs> like, yo, nobody else going to see this? It was just a one-of-one one for y'all. Now, yeah. I mean, we can't do it again, but enjoy that. You know what I mean? That's mm. between me and y'all. My goodness. Now, I mean, I guess part of me wants to look up Brass Against and see if their music is worth it. But they were covering a Rage Against the Machine song. Yeah. So, I mean, I I almost understand how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when people get into those Rage Against the Machine songs, they it's it, it taps into a very primal urge. This uh, one though, so that's the urge? Well, it depends on what your primal urge is. Yo. This still isn't even my favorite peeing on the stage moment. What's 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 your favorite peeing on the stage moment? If anyone could have a pee, a favorite peeing on the stage moment, uh, <laughs> I I don't think it's wise to have one, but I do, and it was. Everyone say it with me, Fergie. Ah. Fergie performing with the Black Eyed Peas, peed herself while on stage. And it was clear that that's what was happening. She had on pants, yeah, but the yeah. wetness was such that it was like, okay, bitch, you peed on yourself. And then, <laughs> like the next day or two days after, said it was sweat. Uh-huh. <laughs> we not believe you. Yeah, no, you need more people. <laughs> no, no, that's not how sweat goes. I At mean, all. look, people sweat in different ways, but people pee fairly universally <laughs> the same way. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. There's a photo of that, too, if you want to look that up. I don't think that Fergie has the, enough sway to have that scrubbed off of the Internet. So nah, I'm, 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 I've seen already 30 of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's definitely a thing. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. It happens there. Uh-huh. If oh, you. Nope. I don't even want to hear where you're going to go with this. <laughs> Look here, man. If you like us, subscribe, comment. If you're on Apple, if you're listening on Apple, leave us some stars. Four is sweet, but five would be ideal. If you have any articles you want us to cover, send them to us on Twitter or Instagram at Gastoramonte at Silky Jumbo. I am not letting this man try to make a pun out of peeing on somebody. 
to get feedback. We ain't, we are above that. Here <laughs> at the War Report. <laughs> Oh man, y'all get you a partner that knows you, okay? <laughs> you hosted a podcast, you started a group, you started a company, man. You need someone that gets you like that. <laughs> Pull you out the fire when you're about to do nope. some reckless shit. That's, that's yep. what you need. Yeah. <laughs> with all that said, my name is Gatsura Monte. Always with the homie Chalet with Sharp. This has been a war report. Catch y'all next time. Peace. <laughs> Catch y'all next week. Peace.